Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. That's the problem there. A little more ambition, a little less of you. Hey, Miranda. Oh, Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. (laughs) What is up? A very happy Wednesday morning to you. This is the Babyface Heel Podcast because there's two sides to every storyline. I am the heel. Patrick O'Dowd is a babyface. And Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes. Of course, this show, among any others, is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You can also find TheChairShot.com on social media at ChairShot Media. It's not just a wrestling site. It's not just a website at all. It's a movement. And it's a movement of sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. All found at TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This show and all the others involved in the ChairShot Radio Network are also streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. So head on over there, like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review for all of your favorite content, including the Babyface Heel podcast over at uh, your favorite podcast streaming platform. And be a friend, tell a friend, let them check it out. 
tell you what they think of it. And yeah, you can have a little conversation around uh, a pro wrestling podcast because why not do that? Not always a pro wrestling podcast. Occasionally we veer off. Today we're not. Today we're talking about wrestling. I'm Greg DeMarco. I am, uh, I guess, the host of the show. There's really three of us and, and you know, somebody's got to drive, but um, sometimes the, the kids arguing in the back are far more entertaining than the person driving. You can follow me on social media at ChairShotGreg. That's the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. Um, if you go on, on Facebook, you'll see a lot of wrestling content, especially about IZW wrestling, especially this week. If you go on Twitter, you'll see me making fun of somebody's idiotic take on pro wrestling. And if you go on Instagram, you'll probably see me uh, lifting weights right now because that's been that's been, at least today. Um, those have been been the posts. So uh, go ahead on over and and do that. Um, lots of fun. I, I already said it. I don't do the show alone because that wouldn't be any fun. Uh, you know and and love him. He's been here since day one ish. As we approach the ten year mark of us doing this crazy thing called podcasting, he's on the other side of the country. Might as well be the other side of the world, especially in the COVID era. You can follow him on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can follow him on Instagram at some handle that no one would ever remember. So I'm not going to tell you. He is the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. So. We're behind. You can also find the other co-host no, on social media at the hashtag. I'm using it today. Are you serious? Are you really going to use the danger? Are you really going to use? I'm going to make you listen to me talk about basketball for two minutes. Get Miranda on the show. And then first play of the all, song. first of all, I never said the Danger Zone card carried over from the Greg DeMarco show to the Babyface Heel podcast. What? We no, have not mentioned the Danger Zone card once since this new format was introduced. Because this new format is all about wow. time, Patrick O'Dowd. This new format is all about... No, I'm just kidding. The other voice you hear is that of the Queen of Soft Style herself. Ring announcer to the stars. She is on Instagram. She is on Facebook. She is not on Twitter. She's a Twitterless heroine at the hashtag Miranda hashtag is spelled out for Miranda Morales. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Apparently, uh, I'm not allowed to let you talk because Patrick has to play a card on the show that we start 15, 17 minutes late, and, and he feels the need hey, to, to play his card. Mine. Mm, yeah. Absolutely my yeah. fault. Was, your fault. Exactly. And because it's your fault. I want, there you go, play the music for a little bit, because it's Tuesday when we're recording this show, and my... Would you wait for the soundbite to finish? Sweet. No, no, I'm ready to go. I am amped. I'm too amped. I'm too amped. All right, Patrick, get out. I got music playing underneath you. Patrick, shut up. You need to let me set this up. Otherwise, I'm not going to let you do it. Okay. Fine. You've played your Danger Zone card. The song lasts for two minutes and 57 seconds. That's too long. Talk about basketball. So here we go as we record on Tuesday. Greg, by virtue of you being late, I got to watch my beloved University of Illinois Fighting Illini, the number four ranked team in the country, paced the number two ranked team in the country, Michigan State. We are working our way into a one seed. I love all that is sports. Basketball is the greatest thing in the whole world today, and it is I'm I'm so amped and so happy to see my team beat this. We were eight and a half point underdogs. We were without our All-American best point guard, one of the best point guards in the nation, and we smoked them. We smoked them on their home floor. We stomped and celebrated in their locker room. The video is beautiful, and I fucking love every second of the game, the post game, I've recorded it. I'm going to watch it repeatedly. It's the type of game that's so great. I will watch Sports Center eight times tonight. I'm not going to bed. I got to get up at five in the morning to go to work. I don't fucking care. I'm going to be dead tired, but you know what? It's going to be great because sports. I love sports. All the sports. Sports. Miranda, thoughts care. on the uh, University of Illinois basketball team? Greg, Greg, thoughts on the University of Illinois basketball team's mega victory? I don't care. Awesome! I came to the 
Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. Okay. I love yellow fever. Wow. Wow. So far today. I love it. So far today. Yeah. So far. So far today. Some other great moments in his life. I, Patrick, you have yellow fever. I do. Oh, hello. How are you? Oh, that's just dirty. <laughs> I beat myself. I was laughing so much at that. Yeah, that, is, that, that, is that, that. That that's so much like our relationship, Greg, right there. Um, that horrible soundbite you just heard. That that horrible quality audio quality blog talk radio soundbite you just heard was none other than the undead bride herself, Sue Young, throwing Patrick O'Dowd's love for Asians in his face during probably I don't know nine years ago edition of. The Greg DeMarco Show. Not quite nine years ago. That was ago, quite a but, show. Yeah, it was quite a show. And she kept coming back every week for like two years. So, yup, and now, yeah. Are you good now? I, I'm good. I needed to get that off my chest. Okay. Okay. I love how, how his victory lap was just him going in a circle in his chair. And, and like, disappearing into his around, and disappearing so into his background. Victory lap. <laughs> If, if it was if it was video, it'd be hilarious because you disappear when you turn around. Yeah, only like parts we're, of you. Well, we were talking. We talked about that on uh, on bandwagon. Okay, I don't care because Dave disappeared. It's time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, where you can get your very own chair shot T shirt and. Now, there is a special running through March 8th where you can get 20% off your order using the code MADNESS. Yes, MADNESS is the code to get 20% off your entire order. And if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, you'll find a variety of shirts all in support of The Chair Shot dot. And so, well, what does those what do those look like? You have the OG chair shot logo. You have the chair shot worldwide shirt. Of course, hashtag journalism. Multiple always use your head t-shirts. Of course, the unofficial official t-shirt of one Patrick O'Dowd. Hashtag save tag team wrestling. The Queen of Soft Style shirt and everybody hates Greg. So please go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your t-shirt and you can use the promo code madness to get 20% off your order. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. 
All right. I'll, wait, before I read the intro, uh, Patrick O'Dowd, do me a favor and re- no, wait, Miranda Morales, do me a favor and, and, and make sure you're looking at your rundown. Read for me the title of this segment. The title of this segment is Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch. Patrick O'Dowd, read for me the title of this segment. I should open the the show then. Fuck, so, yes, you should. <laughs> I on, mean, I it you. was just said for you, so if you were listening. I know, but I, I was being an asshole. Uh, I know. Exploding you, Barbed Wire Deathmatch. Yes, I know. You picked this week, yes. Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch. This is actually the perfect topic for you to be that asshole. All Elite Wrestling is... I'm going to read the intro that I wrote now. All Elite Wrestling is headed to there Because I do that. I write the intros, just to let everybody know. And that it makes my life go better. All Elite Wrestling is headed to their next pay-per-view, Revolution, this weekend. They're first on a Sunday. And the main event is an... Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch. AEW World Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega defends his title in said match against... John Moxley. Dean fucking Ambrose. Thoughts on this hot garbage shit pile. Patrick O'Dowd, we'll start with you. Well, what's funny for me is that I didn't immediately, like I, I reacted to the match news with the same sort of eye roll and sigh that you gave, but what really set me off is just, and we've talked about this before, AEW fans, uh, at least on the social media, are the worst. And talking about this match as if this is somehow wrestling gold that we all deserve to see and is some sort of special treat that is going to change our lives forever instead of what has always been traditionally just a gross, gory blood fest in Japan that like four people like. But today we don't, but, but today because it's AEW and it's Moxley and Kenny Omega, we're like, this is going to be amazing. It's so terrific and all like. It's stupid. It's stupid. And fans, you need to learn how to admit when your product does something stupid. If you listen to our podcast, we will tell you when the WWE does something stupid. Hell, one of my favorite angles has started to turn stupid over in the WWE. Because I'm sorry, I got some real Hulk Hogan looking in the mirror vibes of the Ultimate Warrior with Randy Orton this week on the TV screen. And that's kind of stupid. An exploding barbed wire death match in what was supposed to be when it, at least the way it was introduced to me it was this like pure wrestling, wonderful utopia of greatness that we would just all we would just mat classics left and right. And you're now giving us an exploding barbed wire death match. And I'm sure it's about the story and it's great, but you're wrong and you're stupid and this is stupid. And if these two guys aren't good enough to do a good blow off without an exploding barbed wire death match, then what are you really doing? And the thing is they already had the barbed wire involved in their first match, which, you know, right. main event at a pay-per-view over the world championship. And, and now and, it's exploding. And now it's exploding. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever actually seen the exploding barbed wire death match from Japan. It's so bad. Like, and I hope, yeah. look, they better, they better be authentic in their exploding barbed wire death match. Like I want the bombs to go off at set intervals and I want the wrestlers, the referee and all the ringside attendants to go flying. But the fans sitting two feet away, because there'll be some in the front row, I'm sure it, it might be wrestlers, to not move, despite the fact. So, so the, the shocks from these bombs for somehow are not strong enough to get past the flimsy guardrail, but are enough to knock large human beings over onto their ass. Because um, if I don't have that, no, granted, I'm not going to watch it, so I don't even know. I'll, have to, I'll see the highlights. But if I don't have that, then I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. Pro wrestling is a sport, Patrick. Now, that's what they wanted to present in AEW. Pro wrestling as a sport. Little did we know that the sport was most extreme elimination challenge from Japan and not <laughs> pro wrestling as an actual sport. Miranda Morales, oh, rescue us. I, I don't, there's not a whole lot of rescuing I could do. There's, there's really, like, I don't even, I don't even care. Like, I just don't care. Nothing about this makes me care about it at, at all. I've just been so 
fairly disengaged with this particular program. A lot of things in AEW, to be honest. Uh, I, I just haven't been very well connected with this product in quite some time. Um, and, you know, you, you did mention, uh, I think both of you and Patrick, you know, a blow off match because it does seem like this is going to be the blow off for a while, but it is at a grand level. I do feel like it goes back to, you know, pro wrestling is a sport, but I feel like they, especially someone like Kenny Omega, looks at it as an art form. And that this to them is a way, some kind of fucked up art form though, but they view it as, you know, an expression of what wrestling can be in one of the interpretations of wrestling. And so uh, I feel like that's also why AEW does what it does, whether it's, you know, copying WCW, which it it does all the fucking time, uh, or takes all these different concepts from, from other parts of the world, which in theory sound great because you are then bringing in different forms of wrestling into American audience. But this is one where I feel like they're being too artistic for their own good, quote unquote artistic, you know, or, or they're doing it for the art form. Um, when in reality, it's not necessary for this program. It's not necessary for this pay-per-view and it's not necessary for this company. Um, so I, I, I really am so apathetic to it that, um, I will probably be in that same tone of, of Greg where I'll watch the highlights and see what comes of it just out of curiosity. But this would not make me want to buy Revolution uh, at all. You won't go to a Cinemark theater to catch it? No. Now I'm good. <laughs> I, I did I did just for just for giggles, I did look up and, and there is not one near me in New England. It's too bad. It's really Darn. I, I was know, crushed because I wanted to spend twenty dollars. The only thing I would disagree with you on there, Miranda, is the fact that this is exactly what this company should be doing because it's their fans. Like their fans eat this crap up. Now it's the same fans that would watch it even if they didn't do an exploding barbed wire death match. I don't think an exploding barbed wire death match match is going to draw anybody else to the show that wasn't already going to watch. Hmm. But it's because this is what Kenny Omega and John Moxley want to do. And I've said it a million times before, and I'll say it again. This is a vanity project. This whole impact angle that led to the forbidden door is Kenny Omega's vanity project. The whole reason Impact Wrestling reactivated the TNA World Heavyweight Championship was so that Rich Swan could win it from Moose, and Kenny Omega can win two belts when he beats Rich Swan, not one, because Kenny Omega wants ten belts instead of nine, so he can have more than Ultimo Dragon. Like, that's where that's headed, and it's all because Kenny is a mark for belts, because Kenny is a mark for Kenny, because Kenny is a mark. And that's why we're having an exploding barbed wire deathmatch. There is one thing that would have made this exploding barbed wire deathmatch a little bit more palatable for me. And maybe it's because of what I just came through this weekend. I don't know. If it was a non-title match, I would have just a little bit more respect for it. I think it's stupid to put your world title on the line in an exploding barbed wire deathmatch. And I think if, if you said the title is not on the line and this is just two guys doing this to settle the score, I would have a little bit more respect. Patrick, would that change anything for you? Maybe. I don't I, I don't know. Not really. I can't even say yes. Like, I can't even pretend like maybe it would make me a little more. First of all, because you know me as a fan, and this is not my cup of tea as a wrestling fan in general. Like, I, in my old age, I've really gotten away from these sorts of matches. Like, in hindsight, I used to love the Mick Foley Undertaker Hell in a Cell match from King of the Ring. Today, I can't watch it because it dist- you know, it disturbs me because of just the inherent risk involved. And I'm sure there's the risk is minimal here, but you know, I thought the I say that, but you know, who knows? Um, and and so the the match itself immediately turns me off. But the, the thing, and this is kind of a greater problem, and I love that you talked about a vanity project again, because it's not just this match. Like, there's nothing that's going on right now in AEW where I'm like, this is compelling. I don't need to see Tully Blanchard wrestle again, for example. Like, I don't. The only person who needs to see Tully Blanchard wrestle again is Tully Blanchard. Probably not Tully Blanchard, to be honest. I'm going right. to stop you right there and actually disagree with you. We loved watching Bobby Heenan wrestle when he was manager. And get the shit kicked out. Sure. Because he was a Weasley mm-hmm. heel manager, just like Tully Blanchard is. And I think that's why they're doing I, it. I Even though Tully Blanchard's not Bobby Heenan. But that's why they're right. doing that. Yeah. That's... It's I, and, may, and maybe 40-year-old me watching 
the WWE when I was 12, you know, like, I don't right. know, like 40 year old me watching old eighties WWE. I probably like, yeah, it holds a certain bit of nostalgia and maybe that's just it. Maybe the nostalgia doesn't grab me anymore. Like Jake, the snake doesn't grab me anymore. Arn Anderson doesn't grab me anymore. Shivani, Jr. Sting, like all of these guys, like I want to see, I like all these I'm people in, in this revolutionary guys. cutting edge, progressive company. <laughs> right. And, and I, cause it's not like there's not talent there that I wouldn't want to see, you know, outside of my feelings about the young bucks and my feelings about Cody, which I actually loved Cody until he took a hammer to a throne and then tried to say it wasn't about triple H like, <laughs> Right? Like, am I right? That's such, like, well, that's such an ex-girlfriend thing to do. Like, look, let me just right. tell you a little bit about crazy ex-girlfriends. We right. would, like, pull that kind of shit and be like, oh, I have nothing to do with him. I just, you know, I just felt like I needed to send a message or liberate myself. It's like, no, that's a crazy ex-girlfriend thing to do. You sent a message. And I would respect it more if he owned it. If he was like, that's absolutely right? what I did. But own no. Own your crazy, gonna, Cody. Own your no, crazy. He won't own his crazy because that'd be admitting that he's crazy. So, and him and Brandy right. are crazy and, and all of that. Um, and then you complicate that with like the fan base and the folks that like, sorry, I'm not going to name the tweeter, but the person who tweets every fucking Wednesday, it, how is it that every, what is, what's the name of the show? What dynamite. On Wednesday nights? Again, exploding yeah, barbed wire deathmatch. Dynamite. How is they it? They love that, explosions in this every, company. How is it that every die, every, every this week's dynamite is the greatest dynamite of all time? Like, Be why are you tweeting? Because it's this week's dynamite, Patrick O'Dowd. That's why. Yeah. You know how the internet works. Like, you know. No, I know, but it's just fucking stupid. You're asking like, the unanswerable question. Stupid. Yeah, it, it, it anyway, is stupid. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm dominating this conversation. I should stop. That's okay. It's fine. You're, you're good. Um, I don't even know where to go. Like, this is stupid. Yeah. This is idiotic. It, it doesn't, but, okay. Tony Khan was just voted Booker and Promoter of the Year. By the readers of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, I'm surprised. You, I'm surprised you have not gone in deep in that whole Wrestling Observer newsletter like awards because that's that's. I, I know why you want me to go deep into it. I know exactly why you want me to go deep into it, and and, and I understand why. Fuck you, Pat. But I'm not as a topic on this show. Look, Patrick O'Dowd doesn't even know why. Patrick O'Dowd, Pat McAfee was the Rookie of the Year for the Wrestling Observer. No, I know. I just but it's. The, the quote says, fuck you, Pat. So I'm it's, still going but to But you know where it comes time. from. It's Adam Cole yelling at Pat McAfee. Fuck you, Pat! Like, that's... that's, that's and yet, I still feel... I feel targeted. Do you? A little. Do you really? I do. I do. Awesome! I came to... All right. I did come to Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, you did. Who doesn't? I mean, really, like... Who doesn't? So you know who doesn't? <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. I made it weird, didn't I? I'm afraid I've got some bad news. That's for all of us Undisputed Era fans. Anyway, um, yeah, I got nothing. Like, really, this is just terrible. Yeah. This is horrible. And, yeah, Tony Khan's a booker and promoter of the year. Ending the two-year run of, of Gato in New Japan. So, yeah, that's... Far be it from us to ever give anybody I, I honestly, to be any credit. What is how legitimate is the listenership and the readership? Like how far spread is the wrestling? Observer? Well, I know like these, Pat McAfee like, won the Rookie of the Year. He got three hundred votes. So that tells you all you need to know. I was gonna about say, this I, I, does this constitute a cult? Like I feel like yeah. it's. Yeah, it's very cultish. Click. Oh yeah, it, it is. And and well, here's the thing that because it also came out. There's a, a post out there somewhere. I didn't save it, but um, in two years, Dave Meltzer has given more five star match ratings than he's given to WWE in their entire existence. Right. Like, and he has given zero to WWE matches featuring Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Like all his favorites, and Finn Balor. Like. Literally, apparently, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart was not good enough. Apparently, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, not good enough. Like, it, it's, it's, but if it happened in AEW or in the Tokyo Dome or both, oh my God, could you imagine if AEW were in the Tokyo Dome? Like, there's oh, not enough, damn. there's not enough. He, he would literally he wear old. out the shift key and the number eight on his keyboard. And yes, I looked down to make sure before I said it. 
trying to give it stars. <laughs> and here's the other thing. This exploding barbed wire death crap is going to get at least four stars. At least. Right. Probably four and a half. You went all Bruce Pritchard there, by the way. Did you, I? You went all Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard talks about that all the time. I don't have to listen to those shows. I stopped listening here, to those shows because I stopped commuting. So. Yeah. Well, well, and Miranda, you brought up this. The, the, the level of delusion that really surrounds Dave Meltzer is something special. He tweeted oh, that yeah. the last, like what was it? The last 20 bookers of the year were all influenced by him. The last winners like, of the 20. Yeah. The last winners of the bookers of the year of 20 year, including Dana White, by the way, because he's won that award. Right. Um, yeah. We're all like, influenced all in some form him. by him. Um, that's, that's something he said. I will give Dave Meltzer this bit of credit. He will openly tell you the star ratings are just simply his opinion. Like they're not meant to be fact. Sure. Yeah. He, he owns that and, and his fan base, it's just, it's, it's not even really his fault. Now, some of it's his fault because he makes up crap and he, and he, he believes his own hype, but really it's everybody else who bought in and started reporting on it that, that, right. that ruined it for, for the rest of us sane people. So it's just, I just, I, I, is there anything we can do to salvage the barbed, excuse me, I'm sorry, the exploding barbed wire death match. Miranda, is there anything we can do to salvage this? I mean, I think if there's actually good wrestling in this match and you, you know, I think looking at how the barbed wire and the exploding is is utilized and maybe if it's a little bit more sparing or, or more intentional that could help salvage it and if there is a focus on, on good wrestling i think that maybe that's the the best happy medium what does that look like i'm not entirely sure but if, if everything's just exploding shit all throughout the match and and you know there's a gratuitous amount of of blood and barbed wire then i think that that it's too much, but that's the only thing I could think of. I've got it. Bell rings. They lock up from the crowd. Out comes on one side of the ring. Oh boy. Terry Funk. <laughs> from the other side of the ring, Mick Foley. They come into the ring. They yes. take out Omega and Moxley, and then they have the barbed wire death match. And we watch two really old guys beat the shit out of each other and the AEW marks will love it and call it revolutionary and a revival of the career. And, but those are the two guys I want to see in that match. Right? Like those are the two types of Not guys in 2021. You don't know, but, but that's sure the thing. Like, it's cause you're just going to flop around and explode. Like that, they can flop around and explode. I, I, I want to, if they did what you just said, Miranda, I'd be very disappointed. Cause if you're going to go exploding barbed wire death match, go exploding barbed wire death match. Like, you're already stupid. Well, at this point, like you want, you wanted like someone, something to actually explode, like someone's arm to get exploded off. Like, well, I mean, oh, if, there's going to be explosions. The name of the match. Can somebody die? Can we cart somebody out? <gasps> oh yeah. I mean, do kind That's, of lucha was, underground. No, sorry, no, no. Think, no, I mean, think about lucha underground. Like they actually was, were able to pull off people dying and coming back. Right, and, you go check, go check the Greg DeMarco show archives. I might have been highly critical of killing a dude. <laughs> On, on Lucha Underground. Well, of course you would <laughs> criticize Lucha Underground because you don't know how to have like you don't know how to have fun, you know? Like let, that's, not, let, that's not true. I like some of Lucha Lucha Underground. I know what could save the exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Cancel it. To stop talking about it. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Dean fucking Ambrose. The Babyface Heel of the Week is our time to take a look at one of wrestling's most famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they were better as a babyface or as a heel. This week's babyface heel of the week is former WWE and AEW world champion John Moxley, better known to most as Dean fucking Ambrose. Babyface or heel for John Moxley Dean Ambrose, Dean John Moxley Ambrose, John Dean 
Ambrose, Mox, Miranda, thoughts, decisions. Uh, um, man, I would say that going and looking back at, you know, his career in WWE and his time with the Shield, man, this is kind of fucking hard because I think his heel work in the Shield was phenomenal. Like when you look at the early shield and, and what they were, he was really the mouthpiece. He was the one that fans thought he was, he was going to branch out and be the star of that. And I think it was when they were, you know, the best work was as, as heels when they became faces. Yes, of course, you know, they became more popular and, and it was still good. But um, when you get to the end of his career in WWE, when he was on his own as a heel, that was crap. And so uh, that kind of convolutes uh, some of that heel work in the beginning. And then, of course, in AEW, he's been all all face. You know, I think there's merit to um, his work as a face. Um, and he's very much of that anti-hero. Uh, and, and that's been some of his best work. But honestly, my preference is like original early shield heel Ambrose. That's the ticket. That's the money. That is what I feel like is his best work. Patrick? Uh, so hard because he, he's he been such a straddling, like kind of straddle the line sort of character for a long time. Um, he's been he's been this interesting amalgamation as a face of Brian Pillman, Roddy Piper, Luce Kennedy's sort of of a character and that's enjoyable outside of a sort of a really unfortunate feud in the WWE with Bray Wyatt and now apparently exploding barbed wire death matches. But uh, I, at the end of the day, I think I agree with Miranda in that I think my favorite iteration of Dean Ambrose has been shield leader of the shield kind of quote unquote leader of the shield, Dean Ambrose, the mouthpiece when that group first formed, and was much more of a much more of a seething sort of Jake Roberts sort of style of promo that really like kind of drove that that trio when they debuted and you know and all three of them have gone on to huge things. So yeah, I think when I think of Dean Ambrose and when we started the you know and I know the Dean fucking Ambrose thing came when he started doing the the crazy stuff and was kind of on his own and went nuts after Rollins turned on them. But for me, I, it's still, yeah, his initial debut with the WWE as the, as the leader of the shield. You're goddamn right. Dean we do agree on occasion. Fucking Ambrose. So I'm going to nor like, like we've, we've agreed a lot lately. I'm totally disagreeing with you guys. And, but I'm doing it from, and, and the reason why I'm hesitant is because the perspective I'm doing it from, but this is, this is our show. And, and at least I have a little bit of, of credibility to do this. I'm doing it from a fantasy booking perspective. And, yeah. and I, I do so as, you know, oh. I mean, let's be honest. So, one one so of the best bookers in North been? America. Um, yes, this is a, what could have been. You're exactly right. And, and that's what we can do on this show sometimes, especially in this topic. Everyone, when he split off, from when the Shield split off, he was kind of pigeonholed in a lot of fans' eyes as this Mick Foley-esque character, and they thought he should be the next Mick Foley. And I was the one screaming from the mountaintops that he should have been the next evolution of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He should be doing today what Kevin Owens is doing today. And I actually think he would do it better than Kevin Owens is doing it right now. And, and to me, if he was that, I think that lunatic fringe combined with um, imagine him feuding with an authority figure people would have gotten behind that so far behind that and and of course you know he couldn't get out of his own way in dealing with WWE creative but to me that he, he needed to be the babyface anti-hero stone cold steve austin and i think had he done that had they done that with him there's a chance now i say that with all due respect to my and your tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, had he been the anti-hero Stone Cold Steve Austin, he might have been able to be the most successful of the three members of the Shield. But instead, he had to go get all, you know, get get the boo-boo face and not like the booking and leave and, and go do, well, exploding barbed wire deathmatch. But I am on the, the babyface side of things because that's what he would have to be to pull off that character as a babyface. So... 
The answer for, for everybody is still the heel because Patrick and Miranda both went heel. I went babyface, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. That is your babyface heel of the week. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out I'm calling an audible. I'm not discussing what's on your, your rundown. I'm sure neither of you pulled up the article and looked at it anyway. So, calling it. Oh, that's, that's condescending. Yeah. You didn't even have it open. I just what, did it while what, you were talking. What, what, was, what was the article again? It doesn't matter because I'm not doing it. Um, I'm doing something related to it, but a little bit different because I just saw this headline on my phone. And the headline is from Bleacher Report. I'll give credit where credit is due. And I'm using the term credit very loosely at what I'm about to say. Here's the headline. This is the kind of stuff Patrick O'Dowd loves. This is, this is the borderline bullshit, right? Oh, WWE reportedly moving NXT to Tuesdays. Admit, amid, yes. amid ratings battle yes. with AEW. That's the headline. Let me read it again, uninterrupted. WWE reportedly moving NXT to Tuesdays amid ratings battle with AEW. Patrick, this is your They thing. gave up, Greg. They, they gave up. They just they couldn't handle AEW. The war is the over. Is too much. The war is over. The war is over. AEW has, has declared victory. The war is or, over. Or... Or there's some other reason that probably makes a lot more financial sense to the WWE and their new relationship with Peacock. But no, the uh, reason is the thing you spend 90 minutes talking about every Sunday on Chair Shot Radio. It's hockey. They're uh, not moving yeah, that, that has anything to do with AEW. Not not one bit. And what's funny and I is that 30 minutes talking about hockey, wise ass. I have never spent, had a 90 minute Chair Shot Radio podcast. Yes, you have. No, that's only because Robinette got tacked onto the end of the fucking show. You do not get to tag me with that 90-minute That might shit. be true, actually. You can call up Bandwagon it. Nerds all you want, and it's two-and-a-half-hour-long show. Two 90-minute show, shows. Yeah. But you cannot, you cannot hang Chair Shot Radio on me. I ain't going to do that. Can't okay, fine. That. Fine, whatever. Either go. way. Damn, coming in. I know. It's Patrick O'Dowd show with Patrick O'Dowd and Greg DeMarco all over again, except way better than it was nine years ago. Um. Seriously, though, like it has everything to do with hockey because on NBC Sports, Wednesday night was hockey night, and now it's probably going to move to USA, um, which is perfectly fine, and NXT can move to Tuesdays. But of course, all in, in the comments of the articles that you see in other places, all the comments are about AEW1. AEW1, the ratings war against the third-tier WWE brand, like... That's what that's what it is. And now they're claiming the new war is between NXT and AEW Dark, which is, you know, just just hilarious. Mind you, NXT probably outperforms AEW when you factor in the WWE Network ratings, but nobody wants to right. do that. Mind you, the original article that I was having you guys look at, which, by the way, com talks about WWE's ratings all over the world where, uh, you know, they're literally exceeding, you know, 3 million viewers in India for SmackDown. NXT has over a million viewers in India for, for you know, that show. Raw has, um, average viewership is over 4 million viewers in India. And right. in fact, SmackDown averages 5.2 million viewers between India, South Africa, Italy, Canada, Germany, and South Korea during the first month of 2021. And Raw has had 5.9 million viewers. That's not even counting the U.S. viewers. So it, Greg, it's, it's a sinking ship, man. It's a sinking ship. It is. It's stop, yeah. Stop. It's, it's terrible. And stop, stop trying to protect it. I, I will know, be. Right? I'll be really interested to see what their Wednesday number is, though. You know, just to see, like, do they do they take those NXT viewers on? Mm -hmm. Is it really what we think? And it's a lot of flipping back and forth between two shows. Um, I think that that I do think that's intriguing. Mm -hmm. I think. I just, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think it's just the interesting. It's a mid. Like, I feel like going back to the headlines, it's mm -hmm. do you understand basic vocabulary and how it's composed and how sentences are composed? Because right. to oh, they someone do. who's just, well, no, I'm just saying as a, as a, as a reader, I think that the websites, the news sources absolutely do because you use some kind of vague, loose, even almost in this word considered a, a misleading. vague word. Misleading, yeah, to mislead. Yeah, it's and, clickbait. And, 
Yeah, mm -hmm. clickbait. But in, in reality, when you understand the, the term amid, I mean, yeah, it technically is kind of a, the right word to use, but it's not the, the way that they use it is one that is meant to, you know, get get viewership and so it can't you know someone can't come at them and say you know it's completely misleading it's just they use a, a word um in a way that makes fans believe that you know it, it's due to aew's viewership when it's like I... i'm more just spite of or just like in not in spite but just uh in part not even in part i don't even know what the right word would be i'm not a fucking i'm just gonna say this i'm just gonna say this in in retort it is completely misleading it is as if saying okay this headline let me, let me go back to it wwe reportedly moving nxt to tuesdays amid ratings battle with aew would be like me saying impact zone wrestling reportedly moving its next show to a friday night amid Ticket battle with WWE. It's putting a war where there isn't one. We all know, like, like it's not, you need two sides to fight a war. And WWE has said over and over again, that's not even what this is about. Like, Triple H has said over and over again. And not only that, they get more money for NXT from USA Network than AEW gets for Dynamite. And no one ever points to that either. Like, it, it's, it's, and no. USA is very happy with, with what they have. And they have a 35 year plus relationship with WWE that's only been interrupted here and there. Like, it's just insane that this is a ratings war and that that, and that's what Miranda was talking about. They're literally trying to imply that it's the ratings war that caused this. That's, and that's why I'm saying it is misleading because they're trying to say it's caused by something that doesn't even exist. That is only a fantasy in the minds of Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, and everybody in AEW and all their fans. But it's not even really a war. Patrick, you said you'd be interested to see what the ratings are going to be. They're going to be 1.1 million people. You know why? Because that's how many people are actually watching on, on a Wednesday night. And if you add together the ratings for both shows, it doesn't add up to 1.1 million. It adds up to higher than that. Because we all know how channel flipping works. And if you watch mm -hmm. both shows in the same quarter hour, you count as two people. And that's yep. what happens. And so that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really going to be interesting but is they're going to, they're going to inflate the shit out of that number and make it sound like, a yes, that's a, right. Yeah. So when it, that, when it, when it hits 1.1 million and then a month later, it's at like 850,000. I then wonder what the people are going to say, you mm -hmm. know, then they're going to start touting the same reasons we tout for other shows because it's called common sense. And they're going to have to rely on common sense when nothing else is left. <sighs> right. You know what? I think I, I think that was a good audible to call. That was a lot more fun. It's a shameful Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. On the Twitter, there's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick. There's also not one in Bandwagon Nerds, but what did people miss on Bandwagon Nerds, and what can they expect out of this week's movie review? Uh, this past week, we did uh, week four of the 90s project, which was covering the nerds' top 10 sports movies of the 90s. And our poll is up right now. And I think the Mighty Ducks might actually be winning in, a, in kind of a surprise. Mm -hmm. This this coming week, it's our top 10 action adventure flicks of the 90s. Uh, the Nerd Review, I will finally, 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 finally be back on the Nerd Review. Yes. As, uh, as I will not be, I don't have to pay for a movie to watch it and review it come this week because I've already paid for it. But we are reviewing Kong Skull Island as Dave and I, and hopefully Ray Cash as well, build up to the debut of Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, which releases on HBO Max in a couple weeks. Excellent. Very good. Very excited about that. Of course, go follow at Bandwagon Nerds. Listen every Monday on the ChairShot Radio Network to Bandwagon Nerds. Check out thechairshot.com Thursday, Friday, depending on when we get the files and everything else that we have. Uh, you will find the Nerd Review each and every week over there at thechairshot.com. She is on Instagram, but not on Twitter because she is a Twitterless heroine at the hashtag Miranda Miranda Morales. What can we expect on the hashtag Miranda show? What can I expect since I don't know? On the hashtag Miranda show this week. Well, you, you may know more than you think because it's going to be a, a passion project week. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about IZW Impact Zone Wrestling that happened this past Saturday in Tempe, Arizona at Sun Studios. Um, we're really going to be talking, you know, indie wrestling from the perspective of a, a booker and an interviewer. We'll probably talk about maybe some WWE stuff because shit happened this week as well. Uh, but that's really the focus. It's, it's a passion project week on the hashtag Miranda show. 
All right. All about it. You know, I mean, if, I don't need to prep for that. I, I spent months prepping for that. So that's easy. That's easy for me to talk about and, and something that I love and appreciate. So I'm excited about that. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Use that promo code madness. Save your 20%. Get your shirt in soft style. That's the only way to go. Uh, of course, go to thechairshot.com. It's sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. At Chairshot Media on your social media. Follow these shows, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, so many more like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. You can find me all over your social media at ChairShotGreg. Hopefully you find something you like and all the things that we do because we work really hard on it for you because this as well is a passion project. On behalf of my two best friends on the entirety of planet Earth, the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd and the queen of soft style Miranda Morales, my name is Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use... Your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Here comes the big dog. You're welcome. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.